Hi, and welcome to Trolls of the Two Ton Bridges, or TO Triple TB, as we're known across all of the internets. Uh, my name's Nick. I play Zibby, uh, Zibby the cleric, and uh, we all wish you a very happy new year. Uh, we hope that 2021 is much, much better than 2020 for you. This week, it's party time. Wakanuts galore and much confusion. Adventure. Percival Silverlight. Our first day at Camp Vengeance has seen us meet with various members of the camp. Breakbone, Firebeard, a few others probably. Lawser, the Chilton Scout working with the Order of the Gauntlet, was introduced to us though via Rana pretending to be a goat. Classic Rana. Zibi appears to be slightly subdued as our uh, charge Undril will no doubt be staying at Camp Vengeance, having finally joined with her fellows in the Order. Maybe I should have a chat with him and tell him a story or two. That'll surely cheer his spirits. Adventure! Um, so I think uh, probably what we ought to do is um, so were we going to spend one more day in here so uh, one more day here so that I could help actually heal the people in that tent, or were we going to go or were to... we going to go the next day? I mean, it it was up to you guys when that day comes around. Uh, I was under the impression you guys were going to try and heal everybody before leaving. So uh, I think that it makes depends sense. on what happens. Yeah, yeah depends I mean, on what happens tomorrow and what you guys decide. There's no massive rush. It gives yeah. us the opportunity to uh, to hunt yeah. as well. So yeah, I think I think probably probably we'll stay here one more day uh, so that I can at least uh, so I can help heal the people in tent number two. Before we end the day, sorry, just to, mm. I, I don't know whether you guys are talking in terms of sort of like ending the day there and and just moving on or not because there are still a couple of things I want to address before the next day dawns. Sorry. Yes, I, I would also like to do at least one other. God, you and your DM things. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> anyone with it running again? Anyone with it? You were running this game. God, I know. Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so first of all, uh, Percival. So Siliqui's over there talking yeah. to Lorsa. Um During all of this, run us off talking to Bob. Hang on, I'll just put you and Bob over here mm-hmm. somewhere. Cool. Um, Rana and Simon, Bob. And Percival, what will you be doing during all of this? Um, I, I am actually going to go and talk to Wolf. You're going to go talk to Wolf? Wolf. Wolf, to be honest, <laughs> looks looks glad of a reason to demote somebody else to keeping the stakes going. 
Um, My kind of guy. <laughs> and he straightens up and he sort of puts out his large hand and just sort of says, Hey, Wolf Rygar to you. The Wolf. Good to meet you, Wolf. Um, my name is Percival Silverlight. I'm sure you've heard of me. Percival um, Silverlight? Uh, uh, the Percival? Yes. The Percival Silverlight? Yes. The one, that, the one that just took down all of those wolves with just one hand? Yes. Oh, never heard of you. Yes, well, actually, it wasn't just that. It, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was wolves and um, vampires. Yes, <laughs> but I'm not one to boast, you know. Ah, <laughs> oh, do you know what I've read? I read just about every one of your books. Which one was your favourite? Um, oh, it's, it's pretty difficult to say, really. Uh, they're, they're all my favourite. They all hold a special place in my heart, you know. But to be honest, I just... You know what? I grew up reading your stories, and I just... I always wanted to be like you when I grew up. And you know what? I think I just about managed it. Really? Well, you look like you're doing a bang-up job here, Mr. Wolf. And... <laughs> talk, talking of which, um, do, do you... Do you What's the skinny on this place? You know, I, I get the impression that you're somebody who keeps an eye out, you know? What's happening behind the scenes? Well, I'm fairly well off the hierarchy. Yeah, I can I can tell. Well, you see, me and Niles, we're well, fairly old friends, known each other since children, to be honest. Niles, okay. And well, things going on here. There's the occasional, you know, occasional mucky puddle and such that make this place a little bit uh, un. Un- uninhabitable, perhaps, but it's just—it's just got this strength to it, you know. I feel like once we've got ourselves a decent supply of men, yes, we'll be cutting through the undead. I—I I mean, there's there's a couple of things you might want to deal with before you start cutting down the undead. You know, like not dying. Well, I mean, we all—that's good. We all would like to not die right now, wouldn't we? Yes, but but not from a latrine. To tell you the truth, I usually go over the palisade. Very smart. To be honest, never go near the things, and I wouldn't trust anyone to go near them. No. No. Well, I, I wandered over there earlier, and it wasn't wasn't good. You yes, know. No. Just avoid the northwest of the camp. Yes. Absolutely. It reminds me, actually, of the time when uh, there was this, this bog monster that uh, I managed to, to uh, vanquish. It was, it was quite moving, a really. bog monster? Now, that's something I've not come across before. What exactly does a bog monster look like? Um, kind of boggy. Before before we keep going with that, I just sort of say that, yeah, Wolf, Wolf and you will spend quite some time exchanging stories back and forth. Um... Yep. While Wolf is eager to hear the stories that you have, you find that he also likes to cut in once in a while with stories of his own. Um, he seems to have a sort of yeah. similar flair for you, for, you know, sort of having grand old tales of having uh, fought the undead. He certainly tries to also, you know, you can see he's trying to pull in different members that are walking past and it seems to be, you know, trying to boost morale through his stories, it seems. Uh, was there anything particular you were doing or looking out for, Percy, while you were talking, or anything? Any particular points uh, you wanted to go on? Um, I'm trying to ascertain actually what why it is that that like he's he's actually quite a senior member of staff, as it were, um, and he's doing fuck all really. So <laughs> I'm trying to work out what what the uh, what the the flow of 
command actually is right now because the higher up it goes the more incompetent it seems to be isn't that just management <laughs> i mean there is that <laughs> um, I mean, call me crazy but it shouldn't be that way right <laughs> give me either a perception or insight role i mean you do pick out my best <laughs> best qualities there i really do they always say that the cream rises to the top, but then shit also floats. I could say it's the scum <laughs> rises to the top. That I is think true. Pratchett says. That's the vibes really? quote, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He says the, the scum always rises yeah. to the top. Okay, here we go. Go on, Percy. Ten. Flat ten for everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I mean, I'm, I'm particularly insightful. So, as Wolf is talking, you sort of you you try and ask about the hierarchy of the order, and Wolf does actually go into a little bit of detail and tells you that the way it's structured is Niles, Commander Breakbone, he is in charge. Mm-hmm. Beneath him are the two captains, Firebeard and Salhana, who he explains that's Pern's second name. And Mm -hmm. they essentially command the guards and the well-armoured soldiers. They they effectively make up the bulk of the actual order's forces. So under Firebeard and Pern, there are a number of veterans who are the sort of better-armoured soldiers. And there are the guards who are the ones in leather armour and the two of them are helping out Wolf at the minute at the stakes. That makes up the main bulk of the the main bulk of the force. That mm-hmm. is helped out by Sister Seas and six acolytes um, that would be the sort of the the buffing um, support members, um, sort of Templars that would help to bulk out the army. But as they're the only ones with sort of divine healing magic, they are currently running hospitals, essentially, or flat out. So they're effectively useless in combat at the minute. Yeah. Then there is Lorsa and Wolf. Wolf is essentially Niles Breakbone's friend, and he was trying to sort of enlist extra help for the Order. And what he found was Lorsa and her band of tribal warriors that were fighting against the undead. And he tells a thrilling tale there where the Order were trying to take down a Tyrannosaurus Rex and Lorsa and her mm-hmm. her warriors came in and helped them finish it off. Wolf making it sound like he got the last blow. And with that uh, Perception Insight role, Percival, you as good as believe him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Lorsa and them that aren't really underneath the people, they're just, they were found by Wolf, who happens to be a friend of Breakbone, rather than in a hierarchy like Firebeard and Pern under Breakbone. Yeah, yeah, rather than part of the hierarchy, they align right. themselves to the Order and will take commands from any of the four captains, for want of a better word, because obviously Lorsa commands the tribal warriors as she's mm-hmm. the leader of them. Wolf is the one that introduced them to the Order and Firebeard and Pern are the two captains. Wolf's basically a co- the connection. Yeah, Wolf is, yeah, Wolf is the <laughs> connection. And then within the hierarchy, technically Wolf is in charge of the tribal warriors or the scouts for the order because obviously they being Cholton know the rainforest as well but he seems to sort of as you're talking Percival he seems to sort of while he talks about you know liking danger he seems to say that he actually spends most of his time at the camp Mm -hmm. and when you try and press him for further details he sort of closes off and sort of mentions something he did from before he was working in Cholt rather than talking about what he's been doing at Camp Vengeance okay I assume it's very important things. Oh, yes, 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 of course. 
was very important. Hugely insightful, me. Hmm. Very insightful. <laughs> anyway, we move on towards evening. What are y'all doing? There's a general clamour as, as I say, Lorsa and uh, whoever has been helping her, I assume... Siliqui. Um, you've still been helping her out mm-hmm. with, the, with the stew. Essentially, what you guys have, as it's the most likely to go off, the Allosaurus has been cut up um, and has been popped into a great big pot for stew. And everybody is kind of coming over and taking their portions of stew. Some are being taken to the guards on the watchtowers. What will each of you be doing? Uh, we'll start with uh, Siliqui. So I assume you are going to be helping out with the food. Is there anything in particular you'll do while you're eating or anywhere you want to go? As um, Zibi gave them the two small barrels of beer, what are we going to do about our jug? Are we going to give them anything from the jug? Are we going to give them another load of beer or are we going to... I think it's fine to give them beer. Yeah? So that'd be another four gallons. How many? How much was in um, Zibi's barrels? Uh, 18 pints, I think. 18 pints. 18 so that's about two that gallons, isn't it? Like right, yeah. Yeah. So counting all the people in the camp, um, yeah. excluding the party members, there are f- about 50 people. About 50, okay. Um, yeah. And it's nine pints a gallon, isn't it? So that's 18, so 36, uh, 36, 46... There's enough for everyone to have a pint, including the party. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yep. And not get pissed. So I speak to Lawson and say, well, um, as a show of um, gratitude for being uh, so kind to um, let us stay here tonight, I've got some beer here for you. Um, if, if anybody's got a container, I can put the beer in there for everybody just to show that we want to all work together and anything you can do to help us, whether it be with um, directions, whether it be with just providing... Um, somewhere safe for us to stay overnight, anything at all. Just want to show that we're, um, we mean well. So yeah, she asks um, Lorsa if there's any kind of containers that we could put stuff in. Uh, Lorsa says that she can definitely spare a barrel. She manages to pull out one of the old water barrels that has, it looks like it's sort of been patched up with a bit of, uh, some, some cloth has been used to sort of bung one end. But turning it up the other way, you'd be able to fill that up with the ale from the jug. Is the barrel safe enough to fill though, like? Was there anything that was diseased water or anything in it before? Or is it actually clean and safe? I'm going to be kind and say that, yeah, it is clean on the inside. Oh, right. <laughs> Here's some poison beer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> in, a, in a show of gratitude. <laughs> I killed you. Ah. Um, so, yeah, as to the queen, still got the thing. She's going to leave um, lots of cooking for a sec and go off and fill the uh, barrel with beer for the evening's use of the jug. Okey-dokey. Right, so uh, Siliqui is essentially pouring one out for all the ill um, ill homies, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> we move round to Zibby. What will you be doing? Uh, Zibby's going uh, to grab himself something to eat. I'll uh, grab a, a bowl for 100 as well. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere here that... Well, actually, no. Zibi's going to go and sit up on uh, on top of the the palisade on top of the gate. Mm-hmm. Just look out over the river uh, whilst uh, whilst eating his bowl of stew and uh, uh, drinking his uh, his pint. Nice. And uh, if if uh, if the Zibster is cool with that, Percival joins him. Yeah, so as long as Percival shuts up. <laughs> yeah, so he's trying to do some deep thinking there. <laughs> 
I was going to say, are you, are you, <laughs> you know, Zibby? Are you taking, are you taking Andrew with you? If she, if she wants to, if she wants to come and sit up on the thing with me, uh, I'll let her make that choice. I'll bring her the drink and the um, the food and just say, I'm going to go and find somewhere nice to go and eat my dinner tonight. Uh, hang on. No, because that just sounds like, fuck off, I'm going somewhere nice. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to say. That's what, that's what you get for the hug. Fuck <laughs> off. Uh, so, I was thinking of going and sitting up there for dinner. You're welcome to join me if you wish. Oh, thank you. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I can see you standing behind me, you wee scrot. <laughs> not, not much of the um, wee, thank so, you. And, and then, uh, so then I'm going to go. And, I'm going to go up and sit up on top of uh, up up here somewhere. Um, if someone wants to come and join me, then she's welcome. If not, then uh, uh, when Percy sits down, I'll just sort of nod and uh, look out of the river. Kideki, uh, if you just move yourselves up there for me, uh, Andrew will join you. Oh, is that the top? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's so on top of the on top of the guard tower. Yeah, cool. You are also joined as well by I sort of presume one of you would have taken up some food for the guards that are up there too. Yeah, um, um, <clears throat> uh, I imagine that would be Zibby <laughs> more than uh, <laughs> well. I don't know what you mean. From the watchtower, you can see pretty much everything in the camp. Like, you can see to the back of the camp. Probably can't see past the palisade on the far side, obviously, but yeah. the gatehouse is supposed to be one of the highest areas. Oh, before, okay. before I came and set up here, I did go and check on Polly down here. Don't forget Where Polly. Oh, yes. You've given her some of your food. Uh, she is. She's down, she's down here. I um, begged some uh, uh, little bit of meat or a small steak from, uh, from the stores. Because uh, obviously they know that I've been helping their 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 guys um, recover and heal. They've probably got a lot of scraps as well that, that maybe a person would need, but a bird would. So like oh, yeah, organs see, and exactly, um, sort of skin and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, giving it to uh, giving it to Polly, uh, sort of giving a little scratch behind the beak, that sort of thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> she definitely she's receptive to the to the food that you give her. Sort of wolfing down the food um, and even sort of. Uh, the birds crew? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think birds crew. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Anyway, um she yeah, she sort of she nuzzles she nuzzles into your hand as you're as you're there. But she's she's quite happy where she is. Aww. That's right. As, as like I said, I'll give you a little scratch behind the beak and tell her to uh, eat up and grow up and be a big strong chicken. As you're sort of sat on top of the guard tower, and um, Percival mm-hmm. presumably trying to make some conversation and just being stared down by Zibby once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you all of you uh, maybe hear mm-hmm. hear a noise from behind you in Siliqui this sounds a lot closer at hand you hear a loud sort of beat start up it sounds like a lot of clanging at first and the clanging sort of slowly increases in tempo and rather do you want to explain what they see so <laughs> in the darkness you mm. see sort of pulsing flashes of light not not like not like a flashlight bright almost like um uh like a firefly if a firefly was the size of a grapefruit that kind of thing Mm. and there are sort of pulsing um sort of flares and flashes of sort of uh, yellow white uh, and orange light pulsing from four or five different directions around the fire. Um, Lorsa, um, this food, did you put anything in it that makes uh, it hallucinogenic? 
I'm... Lorsa is not there. She was you turn around and realize that Lorsa has oh. vanished. And you have a couple of the guards and the veterans that are part of the main order, but you notice that none of the tribal warriors are in sight. Oh, I was with her. I know she said about going on top of the thingies and just that much, but like you didn't say goodbye so i'm still with her um <laughs> yeah no she has she has just sort of it, it's one of those moments you were you were helping to hand out like food and then when this happened you sort of turned to mention it to lorsa and she's just she's gone how rude what what's going on there's a can you see this up there yes <laughs> rana who is sort of lurking just outside uh uh the firelight just just to clarify Lorsa is not directly around the fire. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, she is not directly around the fire. Rana, um, at this point, um, leaps out of the darkness. There! Uh, legs and arms akimbo. Um, and sort of lands before the fire. Oh, you. And then gives a sort of <laughs> shrill, sort of caterwauling shriek. And then starts sort of manically dancing around the fire. Jesus Christ! What in, the hell is that? In, in time with the lights and in time with the music, uh, and which I think this will probably be the first time uh, you would have heard Brana really laugh, uh, laughing, and says, uh, "Waka nuts," uh, sort of waving an arm out of the light, <laughs> and says, uh, "Waka nuts, uh, drink and music is good for dancing." <laughs> And as they step into the light, you see that these flashes of light are coming from the tribal warriors who have these... I can't remember what they're described as looking like, but they're essentially <laughs> they're these large grapefruit-sized nuts that they're just shaking in time with hitting their spears against their chests. Each time they shake it, the nuts just sort of glow with this phosphorescent light. Um, that just lasts as long as they shake the nut, and then it just fades again. So a bit like glow sticks of cholt. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it me is and official. it's a cholton rave. <laughs> I'd say me and Rana have just been quietly just sort of like typing this in whispers, <laughs> just trying to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Percival and Zibby. You guys, from where you are, can see Breakbone, Firebeard, and Pern sort of burst out of their tent, initially looking like they're kind of worried, like maybe thinking that they're under attack of some sort. Once they realize what's going on, Breakbone just returns back to his tent with a rather annoyed look on his face. Firebeard seems to contemplate for a second and then goes to sort of like watch slash join in. And Pern, Pern as well, just kind of goes back into the tent, just looking just a little bit disgusted. So I can now see Lorla, yeah? Lorsa is there amongst them. She is one of the dancers moving around the fire. And this probably continues on for about, I don't know, what, what would you say, Rana? How long do you think you guys will be doing this for? for at least sort of, you know, 15, 15, 20 minutes we'll be dancing. Okay, so so when this all starts up, I, t- I turn around to uh, Zibi and, and just say, I, I think Rana's just showed his nuts to the rest of the camp. Um, I'm going to go have a look. And he walks down. <laughs> and um, I just want to have Percival stood sort of between the uh, the two tents that you can see. So the, the main tent that uh, all, all of the 
uh, the officers are in and uh, the other ten. Percy, you're, you're Percy. Yes. Percy's the person is the, is the dude at the house party when you're all teenagers who's always in the hallway between the kitchen and the living room. Every yeah. time you walk past, they're always in the hallway. They're never, never in the kitchen. They're never in the garden. I have, I have, I have to put my hand up here and say, I, I, I was that dude. <laughs> 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 I never quite sure where to go. Party, yeah. Um, so, um, so the is going to turn to Anne and go, but I wasn't quite expecting this. Um, how do you do it? Do you, I don't know your music. I don't know how you move. Show me how to do some moves. And she's trying to get Rana to teach her how to do their weird dancing. So the one trouble with that is that Rana is actively dancing at the time, which makes it a little difficult <laughs> to talk to him. And what you do notice is that he he tends to sort of dance into and out of, I don't know what the word would be, but sort of like the sort of circle of influence with Lorsa. And he seems to be paying more attention to her than anything else that's going on. Is she pretty? Is he the bit busy bit, bit like taken by her? I can neither confirm nor deny that. I have not assigned her like a prettiness level. I don't know. Um. Okay. In that case, I'm going to talk to Lorca then and go, um, I can't get Anna to pay attention. He's too excited. Um, I've not I've not heard this kind of music before. How do you dance to it? Can you can you show me some moves? <laughs> again, once again, they are dancing. They aren't really interested yes. in talking. They are they are dancing and singing. If you want to try and like join in, by all means. I um, think Philippines uh, therefore gonna go. Well, this is a bit bloody, but okay, I'll have a go. And she's trying to watch them and see how they're moving, but they have no real pattern of how they're dancing. But she's trying to kind of get in with it a little bit. And then realising she's half a second too slow on each bit because she's still learning the move. Give me a performance role. Uh, well, she does that for a bit, and then she gives up and does start doing the tappy foot thing instead. So like she's really listening, nodding her head and tapping. Go on, performance <laughs> roll. I, I was going to say role. I'd still like cool. you to give me a performance yeah, roll. Yeah. Eight and uh, uh, ten. <laughs> ten. Okie dokie. Yeah, it's it's pretty much as you describe it. There's some parts that you recognise are sort of repeated. So, for instance, like maybe there's a I don't know an almost Michael Jackson um, thriller kind of move to the side at certain <laughs> times that you can kind of get in time with, but the rest of it is just you you don't really know the nuance well enough, and you just sort of after a bit of fun and dance with a couple of the <laughs> I turn the wrong way yeah, and yeah. yeah you just eventually. But the odd thing is that none of them seem to particularly mind. They welcome you into the dance laugh not at you really i mean they are laughing at you at, at the attempt you make, but they, they are trying to laugh with you you can sort of get the feeling and then yeah you just sort of you eventually just go right i've i've, I've had enough i've tried she really doesn't really care though she, she's quite happy with yeah. them laughing <laughs> so i think i'm just gonna yeah i'm gonna be like that man at parties that stands in the old way i'm not gonna get too involved if i'm just gonna stand here now there we no, go. I'm doing Good that. Stop it. Well done. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to say one thing, though. Um, the reason that I'm stood there is because I actually want to try and eavesdrop on what is going on in the tent next to me. Ah, okay. All right. We don't, you don't need to tell us that, though. We assume that probably, I, I assume that probably be the way, but it's just Percy yeah. being Percy. <laughs> you sneaky bastard. Give me a... <laughs> what's a... What's a... What's a... What's an eavesdropping roll? Um, Inside, I guess... Maybe? Uh, it, it'll be perception Self? or oh, investigation, I suppose. Yeah. I would say perception, I think. 
Deception. Minus the investigation modifier. All right, perceptions. Well, on on the law of averages, I'm I'm due a decent roll. So here we go. That famous last <laughs> words. <laughs> oh, nearly. Did you see that? Though? That nearly stopped on two. I know it's almost did two. <laughs> It, you're right, it was famous last week, but, you know. Mm. Okay. From inside the tent, it's a little hard over the shrieks and beat of the... of the Music's not quite the right word for it, because, again, there, are, there isn't really very much in the way of instruments. Um, it's mostly just the beat of the weapons and the shaking of the nuts, which do make that kind of, like, rain stick kind of shuggling noise. Mm-hmm. But... Between that, you can hear inside the tent, there is a somewhat heated conversation happening between who you assume was Pern and uh, Pern and Breakbone. And from what you gather, it has something to do with the canoes available for the camp. Pern seems to be arguing for crossing the river, and Breakbone is just... The thing you catch is that there aren't enough boats, and at some point, not long after that, Pern just sort of strides out of the tent and just marches off, uh, presumably to find her own tent in the in the west of the camp. Okay. That's what you would overhear. Okay. Okay. Zibby, cool. what are you doing? Uh, Zibby's leaning on the leaning on the wall up here somewhere, mm-hmm. watching everybody make tits of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I think Hendra will probably just be sat with you, taking in the side, and I assume kind of maybe sharing a couple of soft moments. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, we, yeah, there are a couple of guards up there, so there's nothing a bit more explicit. But she might not be shy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if if Zippy if if Zippy feels them looking, uh, so he might just turn around and sort of like give them uh, give them that look back. It's like, mm-hmm. mind, <laughs> just just leave leave me be. <laughs> um, <laughs> As the dance and the music starts to sort of reach its peak, there is a moment when all of the tribal warriors probably sing what you gather to be like the chorus of whatever it is they're singing. One last time, it then it then stops. There's that after a disco kind of moment of just kind of like, oh, that was that was a wonderful time, and people start to disperse off. All the men of the camp, you know, tribal warriors and members of the order as well, they all just start to disperse. You know, nighttime has come. It's time to get some sleep. The guard's being changed before everyone goes off to sleep. What are you all going to do? Siliqui, what are you going to do? So, uh, she's going to go on top of one of the things so it's safer for her, so either up here or up here. Uh, before everybody starts to kind of go off to their sleeping areas, I want to actually try and catch everybody's eye and get them that I just want to discuss with them. Uh, well, Siliqui is going to be walking past Percy anyway, because she's going to probably be going down this, this bit, you know, to get to either here Siliqui. or there. Siliqui, you, we may need to have a chat. But Percival, I'm, you, you... I'm going to, I was on my way to go up to, on top of one of them, which was what that Lawson said was um, the safer place. Um, do you think it'd be quiet enough to go up there and talk? Would you want to go somewhere else? We should go somewhere where we're sort of on our own. Okay. Uh, should we get the others as well on the way? Yes. Um, see if you can go get Rana. Um, this may be important. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go get Zibby. Okay. Um, it might be a bit up with me and Rana. He seemed a bit off it with these um, 
I don't think he's on party food, but he seems... If, if he is, why didn't he get me He was all arms and legs, and he made a, a terrible, atrocious noise. I think it might have been a laugh. I've never heard him laugh. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what... Um, You've seen the kind of look he gives small children. Of course his laugh is ridiculous. And um, All right, I'll give it a go. Where shall I meet you? <laughs> <laughs> there he goes again on his broomstick. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, where should we meet? Uh, is is there anywhere that uh, around here that looks like it's a little bit secluded that I can just have a chat with everybody without anybody else overhearing, as far as I can tell? The closest would probably be over by the goats. Um, okay. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. to be honest, the main thoroughfare is the watchtowers and the um, and the yes. tents. There are the two hospital tents, so there's the potential that somebody can walk out of there. But yeah, the most secluded bit is probably Fair next enough. to the goats. Over here. But if if okay, we go well, by um, Polly, we can check on her as well. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. Goats there as well, aren't they? So Polly and the goats. There are. Yes. Yeah. Polly is next uh, to the so goats. I, I pop over to uh, to Zibi and uh, Andrew. Um and uh, yeah, I just just say Zibi Andrew. Do you mind if uh, we just uh, pop over to where Polly is? Uh, do we we should probably have a bit of a chat about what we're going to be doing over the next day or so. Is that okay? Aye, that's all right there. I'll see you okay. again in a second. No problem at all. See you in a minute. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> All right, so Siliqui, I'd like yep. you to make an investigation roll. Ooh, not so good. Uh, oh, no, is not so six. Much. Six. Okay. Is Rana In off his chest? <laughs> Always like. No, Rana. <laughs> okay. Rana isn't anywhere to be found. Huh. You don't know where he is. You have a look around the fire where you think he would be. He's not there. You can see Yoka beside the still tied up to the cart that's left at the back of the command tent. Um, you have a look around, sort of like the tents, but there isn't there isn't any sign of him. I know his name's Yoka, and he's. Uh, he, I'm assuming he's still tied up. So I look at him. Yep. Uh, and I don't know if anyone's taken any food yet. So I've got food. Maybe I've got the meat left over from my food because I won't eat the meat anyway. Um, I'm taking it yeah. over to him. Uh, Yoka. Uh, he knows who I am, obviously. Um, and I go, Arana, and I start trying to do a weird charades, like doing an impression of, um, I do like a stooped back slightly and slightly flat foot, like walk with like floppy arms and then try and sort of do like my, I don't know, my hands on my hair to make my hair look like his hair. And basically I do like a weird impression, basically go, where, where, you know, I do Arana and then where and point around the camp and kind of show him the meat. And it's like, <laughs> tell me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I did just roll for his intelligence. He mm -hmm. just looks at you confusedly. He he doesn't look like he has any idea what you're doing. You're just you're you're making signs at him. Oh, I, I tried doing tiger as well, uh, and I'm assuming that just made him jump. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid yeah. your sh your charades <laughs> your charades display hasn't helped him to work out what you're asking for. Um. Okay, well, in that case, I, I, I tear half the amount of meat that I had brought over and just give him half. He, he's got something, but yeah, screw him. Mm -hmm. um, he, he eats happily. I'm going to therefore walk back to over here to where Polly is uh, and mm -hmm. where Percival said, right, everyone meeting. 
on my way there, I'm going to kind of, you know, keep looking as well, see if I can actually see. Um, oh, is Lorsa still about, actually? Uh, no. She so she's not. gone as well. So I've just stood there and everyone's yeah. disappeared and I haven't seen where anybody's gone. It's not that everyone has disappeared, it's just the people you specifically were looking for have, okay. have melted away into the crowd. Ah, well, if Lorsa's gone, Ranuk might well have gone away with Lorsa. Okay, so I'm going to walk back over here, Ren, um, and is, is Zibi here now as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zibi would be there, yeah. Hi guys, I, I was looking for Anna. He was stood with me. Um, I think he took a bit, a bit of a shine to Lorsa. I don't know, but I don't know what's happening tonight. I stood there and uh, Lorsa. I was mid conversation with her, and then I turned around and she'd gone. And there was some glowy things in the sky all of a sudden, and then she came behind the glowy things. I felt like I'd taken something. I didn't take anything. I tell you, and then I, and I then now Anna's gone Silicry, as well. Silicry, it's, o- it's okay, Silicry. Don't worry. Um. You can't find Rana, is that right? Rana and Lorsa, they both disappeared. Now, I don't know if they're getting okay. some, uh, you know, um, special time, um, some <laughs> freak on, um, but I mean... they might be getting, like, freak on, but I don't know. Um, hopefully, though, he's all right, but I don't want to pry, just in case he's doing some crazy thing. Well, if, if, if we hear the sound of, uh, of something like foxes or something like that... It's probably okay. Um, it's, it's probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I look around. Uh, can I see anybody that is, you know, potentially eavesdropping or anything like that? Uh, give me a perception roll. Oh, here we go. Polly might be listening. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> that goddamn bird. <laughs> uh, straight roll. I've got five. <laughs> hey, everything's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. We're really safe here. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> one of the goats is not a goat it's a man with a goat skin on it just listening to it as far as you know Percival nobody nobody is over listening to your conversation <laughs> this is somebody behind me <laughs> okay Rana's actually just um, behind the palisade wall just listening in <laughs> yeah Right, uh, we'll we have to fill in Rana a bit later, but um, obviously we we got some... Well, I think Rana's filling in somebody else possibly right now, so that's fine. Uh, that, <laughs> I mean, all power to the, the little boy. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I don't know if you've noticed or not, but people in the camp are a little bit on edge. I suspect, through something that I overheard... I, I wasn't sneaking that, honest. Um... Something I overheard, which was that they need boats. They need canoes. We have two canoes. I'm a little bit concerned, for obvious reasons, you know, that they might want to take our canoes, given that Andril's just given them to us. We certainly don't want to be walking back in this hellhole. Hmm. Well, that's a very good point, Percy. And... Um... We don't know these people, and it's only Andrea that's really got her back, because she's the only one that knows us now. I mean, they could overpower Andrea quite easily, I, I, I guess, with... Um, uh, there's 50 of them. Yes. The, the, they, could un, they could overpower all of us. doesn't matter how many hammers or bows or whatever those weird ring things are that you use, Siliqui. Uh, um, 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 I forgot my name. What are they called? <laughs> Um, Michi, Michi. I really have Michi. no idea. That's the way. Yeah. <laughs> <Imitat. Yes. laughs> 
it's a funny word to remember, Percy. Don't worry. Anyway, um, yes. Um, but the thing is, is that obviously we we want to help these chaps, but I also don't don't want to get completely screwed over by them, you know. But we, I mean, we have been. Zibby's been trying to heal everyone with Andrea, and um, uh, Anna did all the water. Yeah, we've we've tried to help in that, but do you think they would still um, go against us? Well, my concern is is that they will just take the boats for themselves. They've already shown that they, as far as they're concerned, we're just working for them. Who is it that said they wanted the boats? Was it um, was it Breakbone or was it Lawser's people or who was it? Uh, one one of the the higher ups. I think I think it was either Lawser or Breakbone. Oh, that's correct, wasn't it, Greg? Uh, Lawser was with me. Was it Pern? No, so not at Pern, that point. Pern was the one arguing yeah. that they needed to cross the river and yeah. and to do more to fight the undead. Breakbone was the one that was saying that they needed more canoes to do so. Yeah, okay. So yeah. they're essentially... They're, it looks like they're going to try and get set up like they did with Camp Vengeance. This is Over Camp Righteous. Just, you know, the, Camp Righteous was there. Oh, sorry. Camp, Camp Righteous. I know who, where I am. That was, that was <laughs> in character. <laughs> <laughs> it's <canon>. Um <laughs> I'm assuming that they want to be over on the undead side. No? God knows why. God's name. I don't think there's enough of them to um, overrule them all. I think um, they're being a little bit foolish at the moment. Um, yeah, maybe. But, well, what does uh, Zibi or God knows where he's gone, but what do you think we should do? Any thoughts, Zibi? Well, I did promise that I was going to help the chaps in the tent behind me. But if they're going to steal our boats, uh, we might need to steal away. I know it sounds daft, but is there any way we can um, carry the boats up to where we are? But then actually saying that, even if we carried boats and um, kept them with us overnight, they could still overpower us and take them anyway, so it wouldn't really make a difference, would it? Unfortunately, I don't know when they're intending to carry out this plan. Hmm. Well, it doesn't matter when the sense of... Still have power, as in, they have power as regardless. You know, um. It does. So, well, if if we help them, we can potentially sneak out under cover of darkness or something. We're certainly going to be doing some hunting anyway. Just out of interest, have we got that satchel full of letters and missives and stuff? I believe we do. Oh, from um, Breakbone. As far as I know, you haven't actually taken it. Breakbone had said we need these missives. Um, delivered, but he was still sort of like nobody actually said I take the missives, so I'm kind of with the oh, assumption okay. he's he's asked you to do it, and he is probably under the impression that you're going to do it, but he's just sort of hmm. hanging on to them in the command tent until you officially like take them and go off to do well, it. Well, um, sure. maybe is it worth speaking to Breakbone? He seemed okay, to, and if we agree to do the missives, Breakbone then um, yes. Breakbone himself was suggesting that we actually have that they actually have more canoes. But did he actually say um, that he wanted to take them from us, or that he wanted us no, to... No, but he's already tried to enlist us in his army. Did he really know, or did he just not understand what we're doing? No, he just assumed that we were. Hmm. I did see you, Percy, talking to that other guy. Um, is it Wolf? Um, Lovely fellow. Oh, he knew exactly who I was. Uh, great, but regardless, um, did you think he would help us at all, or do you think... Um, is there anybody... Who I don't know. I, I'm trying to debate if we're screwed or not, or whether we should just leave, you know, at night, or whether we should wait around or sleep in the boat, or, or what we should do. Well, I think we need to talk to Rana. 
I don't know where he's gone. He's... Percival, you don't seem to have any issues with um, forgetting about personal space and things. Um, so did you want what? to go and have a look in the tents and see if there's anybody, if it's um, anything that looks like the shape of Anna in any of the tents? Um, I feel like it's too rude for me to, um, you know, impose myself on the poor boy. He may not have seen another person for many, many years in the in the jungle, for we know he's only had animals. I mean, okay, he can change to an animal, but it's not the same, is it? I, I'm going to go and find Rana. Okay. <laughs> okay. If if Percival's going off to look for Rana, um, do uh, is is your discussion basically pausing for a second while you don't, go and find it? I don't know. Um, unless anybody's got anything to say. Um, I think um, before we decide on anything, I do think uh, maybe Zibby's it might be worth you speaking to Andrew. Being it, um, she's been with us for a while, and obviously you have a closer connection with her. Do you think it's worth you speaking to Andrew about our concerns? To be honest. I don't think she's got much sway. But do you think um, she might know these people? That um, Would she have a better idea of when they might be more likely to strike, when safer for us to leave or anything like that? I don't think she will. She I didn't know she, I don't here. think she does. I think she's a good soldier and a good acolyte. I don't think she actually knows these people. Hmm. Do you think that there's any chance that she could create a distraction at some point in the morning? Perhaps we have a good night's sleep. You heal the uh, the remainder of the people. We get the missives. I, I, I'm more than happy to, you know, earn a bit of coin and good favour. But, um, yeah, we could potentially go after that. Um, changing the subject slightly, I wanted to ask you. Um, you know when, um, God rest her soul, uh, with Annette, you asked her, Percival, yeah. about scrying on the soul manga? Yeah. Are all priests able to scry? Well, Zibby? Because there's um, there's a priest here, isn't there, called um, Sister something. Um, Sister Sayas. Um, would Sister Sayas be able to scry at all? I mean, I'm just wondering on things like the soul mango, any any information, um, whether they might be able to help us further. I don't, I don't know. Can't hurt to ask. Or whether I'm barking up the wrong tree. It might not even be a tree. It might be a shrubbery. A bush. Bush. <laughs> Aye, it's a mighty, it's a mighty bush. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> so um. yeah, um, Percival, if you want to go and have a look for um, Rana, um, I'm completely perceptive. Off I go. <laughs> While you guys go off to try and find Rana, I think this would be a good time to jump skip back to uh, just after the fire ended and we find out exactly what did happen to Rana. Um, so, Rana. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like that. Thank you. Thank you for the sound effects. Um, who, who needs to edit when we have Natalia to do it for us? <laughs> Thank you. Sound effects. Here you go. Rana, Lorsa essentially, after the dancing is finished and the wooker nuts go away, Lorsa beckons you over to a quieter side of the camp and she says to you you are true Cholton? Rana nods I am good I think you and your friends can possibly help me if you'd be interested you see we're not just here to fight the undead fighting the undead is is part of it yes but 
you know as well as I, the old empire that ruled this land might be mostly in ruin now, but it lives on in us. Not the fools in Courtney and Zaro, but us. The tribes that still live in the jungle, that keep the old ways. We want to see the empire, the kingdom, back again. Do you think you could help us with that? Rana pauses in thought for a moment. Rana says, if this thing is possible, then it would be a good thing to see. But it is the way of the jungle. It is the way of the world that all things live and all things die. The empire was, the kingdom was, was long ago. And like all things, it died. Do you think that that which is dead should live again? Personally, I do. Does not life in turn come from death? Regardless, I have a task. We've been searching for the old ruins of the kingdom to find whatever knowledge we can find of the ancient Chultz. We found some at the House of the Crocodile, but were unable to penetrate its defences. We lost... We lost three of my best men to that trap with the crocodiles. Rana pauses for a moment and says, We too suffered losses to those same traps. But in the end, we did succeed. And we saw what was inside the temple. You did? Did you actually... You got inside? We did. What did you find? A magician's trick. Something of no great importance. It makes mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) Mayonnaise? It is a sauce, a dressing to go with food. Tastes good but goes bad very quickly in the jungle. I do not think it was worth the, so much death to win an item which makes something which has so peculiar a use. Questioning my DMing choices of rewards. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Sorry, no, Matt, I really wanted Cut. the uh, mayo. <laughs> <laughs> It was a fair sacrifice, goddammit. <laughs> More, sir? <laughs> oh, God. I did reveal everything looks it does. disappointed. It's <laughs> amazing. Fair point. So my eyes cry. Lorsa looks disappointed. And, and she says, there's nothing else of of the old Choltons perhaps and she sort of she glances around and then pulls out a piece of stone and then she sort of holds out anything that looked like this and you can see that what she's holding out is a carved 
looks fairly flat um, piece of stone. And on one side, there is depicted what appears to be people marching in order with spears and shields. Um, and around the what you assume would be the edge, it looks like one corner of a border, uh, there is writing, um, but you can't read the writing. Uh, does Rana recognize anything of that nature relating to the Crocodile Temple? It, Roll it, me a history check. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, that was a seven, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, that was that's a, seven. a six. That's a six. <laughs> Rana cares not for dusty words. Oh no, Rana! Who needs books? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. It does not. It does not recall any memories um, from the House of the Crocodile or anything further. Right. Um. Rana says, no, um, we did not see anything that looked like this, but there are many ruins in the jungle, yes, many places where this might be found. Perhaps. We found this beside the house of the crocodile, and what I can see, it seems to be a telling of the kingdom of Chort. And I think, I hope that this is some tale of either the rise or the fall of that old kingdom. You see the writing? It's not in the chalk that we speak now, but of the ancient Chultons. Rana says, in Portney and Zaro, there was a sage, a priest of the god of knowledge he could read and write in many languages if you give this to me and I find him perhaps we can ask him to translate these words if there is use in this perhaps they will lead to other ruins or other places where such knowledge might be found at this she takes the stone and clutches it back to her bag again and says no no one from that city They turn their back on the jungle. They don't deserve this knowledge. Rana says, What if the writing, just the writing, was to be copied, written down? We could find a translation, but would not need to say where we found the words. Perhaps. But you misunderstand the reason for me asking. I ask not to understand this small fragment, but What I hope is to find the rest of this carving. You have found similar carvings before in ruins, and I think this one, this one I think must have been broken into a few pieces, maybe, maybe six or seven. If you guys, you guys, you adventurers (laughs) are heading into the jungle and finding ruins, look for these pieces. Bring them to me. Would you do that for me, Rana? I can do this for you. Will you remain here? And I motion to the camp. Whilst the orders, goals, and minds are aligned, killing the undead, ridding the jungle of their pestilences, I will. Rana nods. Keep your eyes out in any ruins that you find. 
Rana says, may, may I make a copy of the writing if I do not show it to anybody else or if I do not allow anyone in the city to see it so that I can better recognize it if I find it in the future. I do not yet know if I can trust you. For now, I will keep it here. But prove yourself, and perhaps I will let you. I had hoped the dancing was proof enough. That proves your physical prowess, not your heart or spirit. Some pretty sick moves. Rana frowns slightly and looks at his own chest as though he's trying to see his own heart. Um, but when he realizes he can't, he looks mildly irritated um, and sort of shrugs. And says, so be it. If I find these tablets, I will collect them and I will bring them to you. And we will see what we will see. Thank you, Rana. She reaches up and she goes to kiss your cheek. Are you going to do anything or just accept the, accept the kiss on the cheek? Um, I will, I will accept the kiss on the cheek, but mm-hmm. I will also hug her at the same time. Okay. What you do also notice as you hug her is that, so that armor, she has it covering obviously most of her body, but on her, her left hand side, your right, the shoulder is slightly uncovered. And you can see, just at the top of her back, there are three scratch marks that lead down and under her leather armour. Rana, hold it for like a half a second longer than would be expected, then back away and wink, and then disappear into the night. <laughs> <laughs>